Warning, listening to spooky things creates a high sense of paranoia, anxiety, and the all-around heebie-jeebies. Listeners are advised. spooky friends my name is shelby my name's ren and you're listening to midnight spirits a paranormal podcast all right guys what's up welcome to episode three of our podcast so what are we going to be discussing today shelby oh so i did my research this time (laughs) and i'm not gonna mess up we talking about anomalies lights orbs apparitions, whatever you want to call them. That's what we're doing today. (laughs) Awesome. So it sounds like we're going to be discussing light anomalies today. Yes. All right. You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready to see what you think about this compared to what I think about this. I have a feeling it's going to be completely (laughs) different. (laughs) Opposite. So, yeah, it's definitely, it's going to be a little little interesting. I'm ready. All right. So first, do you want to start off with what exactly a light anomaly is? Okay, so basically a light anomaly is kind of in a basic definition what it sounds like. It is an anomaly that is a light. So it's a shape that somebody either captures or sees, and it's in the um, form of a light. Okay. So the most common one would be orbs, what people consider orbs. And I say that in air Air quotes. quotes. Um, And orbs are essentially just round balls of light. Um, A lot of people believe this to be paranormal. Um, And actually, fun fact, paranormal investigation shows were the ones that popularized this. Okay. So they popularized this theory um, since the lights can't usually be seen by the naked eye. Okay. Yet it shows up on camera or video. Mm Mm-hmm. So most uh, most orbs and light anomalies would often show up in photographs or video films. And that is also a common theory because cameras are known to catch apparitions or apparitions that are trying to form. So that is the idea behind a light anomaly is that the cap the picture, the camera captures a picture mm-hmm. of a light and a lot of investigators or those that are in the field um, have created the idea that they have captured an apparition trying to form essentially, or like, it's like a ball of energy. Right. So, um, so yeah, so that is in a nutshell, a simple explanation of light anomaly. So you can go like way into the science and all of that behind it. Um, But just to start things off, um, 
that is, in a nutshell, a light anomaly. Now, there's different types of light anomalies. There's different forms. Um, but just for explanation purposes, I think most people know what we're talking about when we say orb. Right. So that's kind of what I tend to gear towards um, would be an orb. So, yeah, a lot of people would think that that's either an apparition trying to form or uh, a ball of energy. Okay. So, so yeah. So, all I'm going to let you take <laughs> off with what you have come up with, and then I <laughs> will give my side of things. Okay. Well, so, you know, when we're talking about light apparitions, light anomalies, all these kinds of things, like Ren was saying, that there are different forms. You know, the orbs are definitely one of them. Mm -hmm. um, Full-blown apparitions, which aren't as common. I do believe that they do happen, but... Yeah, I mean, full-blown apparitions, I would say, are more... It, they would be considered apparitions. Yeah. Not necessarily a light anomaly. A light anomaly is kind of something, it's just a light that shows up. It could be a streak. It could be what is uh, deemed a banner, a ribbon, um, or like a ball of light, so an orb. Yeah. So it doesn't have any features, essentially. Mm -hmm. Usually an apparition would be like a full body apparition. You can see the facial features. You can see where there should be an arm, stuff like that. Okay. Would you think a mist or ectoplasm? See, I think ectoplasma would be... It could be argued because you can catch that on camera. I don't know that I would consider that a light anomaly, but it is definitely a source of phenomenon that can be caught with either videography or photography. Because I definitely, I caught mist one time. I know for sure. <laughs> I don't I caught it. it. I don't doubt it. It was a person hiding under a bunk. I know it was. Oh, was that at? That was at the jail, yeah. The jail that we yep. went to? Oh. I caught that one. I was proud of that one. I know you're trying to debunk it right now in your head, but stop it. <laughs> I'll give it to you. <laughs> Let me have that I'll one. I'll give it to you. So actually, I kind of went a little bit more into the psychology of light anomalies, basically how our brain perceives them and what people actually think and see when okay. they see these. And so one of the things that when I was researching this, you know, it's been, it's been trying to under, like, Scientists have been trying to explain it in simple ways and stuff like that, which, of course, isn't easy right. in any sense. Um, they actually take a look of a lot of people that they would classify as normal, air quotes, normal, mm -hmm. or, you know, the people that have been like, oh, no, 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 this has happened. I for sure saw everything right. else. And so when they were conducting these studies, they actually saw that the people that were classified as normal and maybe not as much well seeing the anomalies or the light anomalies, stuff like that, that they actually had a lower test range of being able to be classified as schizophrenic. Okay. And so the people that far, far more were like, no, 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 I for sure saw these light anomalies and stuff like that. A lot of psychologists actually see that their test scores for schizophrenia is much higher mm -hmm. and that this also can lead to psychosis hallucinations everything else that is kind of associated with schizophrenia in a way okay and so how they went and tried to justify you know okay well we can tell that they're not schizophrenic you know their scores aren't high enough to actually classify them as schizophrenic what they see that is happening in the brain is when they see, you know, these light anomalies or apparitions or anything like that, your brain sits there and is like, 
no, 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 no. Right. That's not right. Right, right, right. Like it, 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 it itself cannot process what is actually happening. Right. So what it does is that it fills in the pieces for you so that it, like it makes the it brain makes feel better. Yeah. yeah. It makes it make sense. And so they actually say that when people, they found a lot in the studies and stuff that when the people claim to see orbs, especially, or anomalies of any certain kind of light. Mm-hmm. They they said that the person has a heightened feel of endangerment. They feel threatened. And this is what happens when the brain, that's why anxiety is induced and stuff like that. And psychosis is more plausible because your brain is sitting there. And like I said, it's like, oh my God, that's not right. Yeah. It doesn't want to process it. Make so it this make sense. Yeah. And so it tries to sit there and... It, it itself just doesn't understand. So it's like, okay, flight or fight mode, you know, everything else. And so it allows kind of like not only to be able to see on the camera, mm-hmm. but sometimes I was reading in studies that they, people could actually see the light mm-hmm. in their own eyes and stuff like that. They're seeing it move around. They're seeing like nothing is attached to it. So it can't be like fake mm-hmm. or anything like that. And so the brain itself creates a hallucination for itself to basically protect itself. So it's like, okay, we're going to calm down. We're going to be fine. And they say that um, during the studies and stuff that actually they see more of this when like their participant is in an area that they don't know that they're uncomfortable with in the beginning. And they say that a lot of the times that it happens after the death of someone who is close to them. Yeah. And so that's what the brain is trying to process. Be like, okay, you just lost this person. We're in an uncomfortable area. You know, we are feeling anxiety, stress, everything else. I see that light. I don't understand that light. But you try to rationalize Right. It. So it sits there and it tries to portion everything together. So it creates that hallucination for you. Mm-hmm. So you can be like, oh my gosh, yeah, you know, like, Jimmy was right there, you know, he was mm-hmm. holding the lantern or something like that. When so, in reality, it's a light anomaly? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Okay. And so it's actually, it was kind of neat, you know, because they're... So our brains are the ones that form the apparition... In a sense, yeah. ...look, when in reality, it's just light. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing our... We're seeing, in reality, we are seeing a light anomaly, but the picture that we see in our brain and in front of us would be Jimmy. Yeah. Interesting. So, and they also, there was a couple other studies that I kind of read that was basically, you know, it it falls into the more of the conspiracy kind of theories of it where it's like, okay, well, we can't explain this. So this is us connecting with their world and being able to see like their friction or reflection occurring. You're calling me a conspiracy theorist? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. So... They're all full of conspiracy theories and you know it. (laughs) But, you know, they're trying to like piece it together and be like, no, this is friction. This is created by heat and energy, everything else. That's the only way that we can process it is by, oh, it's not our world. It's the friction between our world and their world that's colliding that ignites that light. Hmm. But yet they still can't explain it other more than it is psychosis and you're just hallucinating (laughs) that's interesting so speaking of uh, a light you want to hear a fun story i don't know if i've ever told you this when i I have a fun story for you too okay so 
Um, I'll share mine before yeah. I go into <laughs> my side. <laughs> You're poking holes on everything. <laughs> All right. So I went to Waverly Hills. This was back in like, oh, man, uh, probably 2012. 2011, 2012, somewhere around there. Um, it's been that long since you've been to Waverly? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's It's been a while. Sheesh. It's been – I I've gone twice, and I'm trying to remember the last time I went. It might have been – might have been 2014, 2015, the last time I actually went. Okay. But this time it was – it was either 2012 or 2013. And um, – we were upstairs. I want to say we were on the fourth floor, which is known to be highly active. Okay. Um, I think it was the fourth floor. But anyway, so we're at the far, like, left wing, or I guess it would be stage right, so it would be the right wing. Okay. So we're in the right wing of Waverly, and I'm, like, looking down the hallway, so I'm looking towards the middle of Waverly. Mm-hmm. And... All of a sudden, we see this, like, it was, like, a bluish um, white light. Okay. But, like, we never saw the actual light. It was the illumination Ooh. on the wall. And it was so weird because, so, like, like. the source itself wasn't visible? Yeah. No, we never did find it. It was just, like, it was, like, if you had a lantern. So, it was, like, having a lantern. Okay. So, the lantern isn't there. Right. But the light is. But the glare on the wall is. Isn't that weird? That is weird. So, like, I get goosebumps talking about it because <laughs> – so at this time, though, the nurses – because for those that don't know, Waverly Hills is a – and we'll talk about it in another episode because yeah. that's one I really want to talk about. But long story short, Waverly Hills is an old tuberculosis hospital in Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville. Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> Louisville. <laughs> And so in this hospital, it wasn't uncommon for nurses to make their rounds. Carrying a lantern and stuff? I don't know that they were carrying a lantern, but they would have had like a Carry flashlight or, yeah, just to check and make sure everybody was in their beds like they were supposed to be and not running around in the hospital. Um, so, yeah, so it was kind of interesting because so there was the the glare on the wall, essentially, and we thought you know, we were like, oh, other members of the team have ventured up here. Mm -hmm. So two investigators go down the hall to the middle of the hall and they're looking, they're like, hello, hello, anybody here? And I will say one big thing about being on a team, you have to trust each other. Right. Like when we're on an investigation, there's absolutely like no pranks. You know, we don't, we don't prank each other that's because how people get hurt. <laughs> that's how people get hurt. And that's how trust is lost, you know? And so, you know, nobody pranks each other, anything like that. So we're calling for, you know, other members of the team. And they're literally nobody answered. We had walkie-talkies. We're like, hey, is anybody up on the left wing of the fourth floor? And everybody was like, no, we're in the lobby, which was first floor. No, we're in the break area, which was, you know, off of Waverly. Yeah. And it's like, you know, there were others that were like, no, I mean, we're on the third floor, but we're like, okay, did anybody go near the stairwell? No, we're all the way on the left-hand side, you know, like, mm -hmm. so it just kind of, so they like went down there, never did find the source of it, but I kind of pieced together. I was like, what if like in that moment it was a nurse or a doctor like making rounds for the night? Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was, it was really cool. 
but yeah, I would say that's probably the only, as far as I've, I can think of, that was probably really the only light anomaly that would stick out to me. Gotcha. And even that wasn't necessarily an anomaly. It was just the light that couldn't be explained. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, but yeah, it was just weird because we never saw like there, we never saw a flashlight. We never saw a lantern, nothing like that. But we had thought that it was a teammate that ventured up right. and had their flashlight, you know, along the wall. So we called out and literally there was no answer. We, you know, radioed and everybody was like, no, you guys are the only ones on the fourth floor. And I think there, it, it was only like three or four of us and we were all right there. That's so cool. And yeah, it was, but yeah, we, we went to the other side. We looked down the stairwell. Like there was absolutely nobody up on that floor with us. That's so cool. So yeah. And it, it would have been one thing if it was like the whole side. Cause then I would have been like, okay, like there was a light, like trap, which you can't blame it on traffic because the thing is literally surrounded by trees <laughs> right. because they don't really want it there anymore. Right. So it's hidden from the general public. So like you can't blame car lights or anything like that. Like we were literally the only ones there and nobody was up on the fourth floor and it was just that small area that, you know, we mm-hmm. saw it and like, you know, shine a flashlight on the wall and it illuminates like, you know, that vicinity of it and that's it. And, but yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. That's cool. What's your well, story? Cause like it, Sorry, before I get into oh, no, mine, no, no, it's just, fine. it's interesting that you actually say that it's, like, a blue light, so, because either mm-hmm. blue-white, I mean, either, I mean, we think of, like, LED lights, because they're the bluish-white, mm-hmm. or if it's, like, a fire is hot enough, it burns blue, mm-hmm. so it's, it's, like, well, how did something of that color mm-hmm. pop up, because, yeah. you know, if you're, you're thinking, I don't know, that kind of associates me with fire, almost, yeah, because it's burning extremely hot, I highly doubt an LED light would have been present back in the tuberculosis time. Right, right, right. Well, and that's that's the thing that I just, and it's one of those things where it's like, I just can't explain it because it wasn't the color of a lantern. Right, which would have been like orange, yellow. Right, orangish yellow. This was like a bluish white LED flashlight that we would normally use. Mm -hmm. But there was literally nobody up there. And we didn't have our flashlights on at the time. So it, it didn't, it wasn't a reflection that bounced off of an area to like our right or our left and then like bounced to the, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't a reflection of a light that we had on. It would just, you know, we were sitting there and then all of a sudden we see what we think is a flashlight and we're like, hey, who's up here? And everybody's like, not us. We're nowhere near you. So. <sighs> That's crazy. Yeah. So, all right. So here's my story for light apparition. So mom owns a massage parlor here in town, right? Mm -hmm. So, well, the first building that she had when she first knew there, she swears up and down that my grandma's in there, Mm -hmm. which I kind of 100, maybe not 100, 85% (laughs) believe that she's probably there. Okay. So there's a whole bunch of stories, like, from, like, mom's staff and stuff like that that claim she's there. But so anyway, there was this one night... Mom, so mom has her security system in there. So it's the like ring home alert system. Yeah. So any kind of movement, things like that, the camera comes on and starts instantly recording. So mom got an alert at like 1230 at night one night. And so it kind of woke her up because she's like, who's in my shop? You know, because all the lights are turned off. There's nothing there. You know, no people should be in there. Mm -hmm. You know, she's like, the landlord wouldn't be there, so there's no reason for him to be there. And so she, 
she watched it and she had it. I don't know if she still has it. I'll have to ask her. But basically, what you see is the the ring security system turns on mm-hmm. and starts recording. And what you see is this light that is moving down the hallway. Oh, okay. So it was actually in the shop. In the shop, yeah. Oh. And so it literally, it moved from the back door where, like, the employees would come in or, like, the washing room, so where her washer and dryer and stuff are. Mm-hmm. You just see this big ball of light move down the hallway and into the receptionist area where Lainey's desk used to be. And mm-hmm. so how mom's building was set up, it wouldn't have made sense it's, for yeah. like car lights or anything like that. And the building itself to bounce has... off. Cause see what I was going to say was, well, what about a car light that bounces off like through the window and then onto, you know what I mean? But, yeah, but so, okay. But so, the way that that shop was set up, it's, right. it wasn't. And so, well, even like, remember how Laney, the receptionist area used to be behind yeah. like, closed doors. Yeah. That's where it went. Hmm. So it's like, not even like right by the door where she used to right, sit. Right. It, you literally watch this and it makes a big stream of light and it goes, you watch it and it goes down the hallway into that area. And then about 45 minutes later, you know, ring shuts back off when it doesn't see any other movement. You see in 45 minutes later, it goes right back out. It goes back. Wow. Yeah. See, I can't explain that. See, there's a lot of people that have. So the fact that that one, that ring doorbell was inside. Mm hmm. If it were outside and you said, yeah, you know, it it came up to the door, I'd be like, that's probably because I know where it's at and it's off of a busy street. Yeah. And so it's like I could see it being like car lights or, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. it bounces off of something to give a glare because Ring is known for that. Right. Absolutely. Like there's been several complaints where people are like, yeah, I saw this light on my ring. Like I can't. I can't figure it out. So that is an actual claim. But the thing is, is ring doorbells are usually outside. Right. They're not inside. And it wouldn't necessarily make sense for it to be, to come from the back area to the front area. Yeah. If it were a car passing by, it should have been from the front front area to the back. back. And it definitely wouldn't have then reverse, like tracked back. Yeah. 45 minutes later, it would have, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and if it were traffic, you know, you would get that more than once, I guess. Right. So yeah, that's one that I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to say, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's one that yeah, I I from a realistic standpoint, I would have to be reaching to try and dismiss <laughs> that. You know what I mean? Right. Like is there some way that it could have possibly been a reflection that bounced from here to here to here? Sure. But the fact of the matter is, is sometimes the pattern is what distinguishes things from just being a reflection. Mm -hmm. And those are the ones that I would be like, yeah, I literally can't explain that. You know what I mean? Now, if the doorbell was outside, I 100% would have been like, no, it it was car lights. But the fact that it was inside and it went from the back of the building to the front and then 45 minutes later went from the front of the building all the way to the back. You know what I mean? That's kind of. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's it's a I'll have to see if mom still has it, but that's that's one of my like favorite videos. Yeah. I would love to see it. 
I'll have to see if she actually has it still because yeah. I don't know if she still has that security system or not. Yeah, like I think she got freaked out after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the thing is, is I love pictures, but the problem with a picture is you can't see the pattern. Right. Like you can't see what happened before or after. You just have this still image of what you caught. You know what I mean? Unless you're doing a really good job of bursting. Right. So that's why I think with like evidence and like lights and everything else, I prefer video because then you can see, okay, well, this is what happened. This was what was happening before it was caught. This was what happened, what happened after it was caught. This was going on when it was caught. Mm -hmm. And this is the pattern. You know what I mean? Right. Like if you had just shown me a still image of that ring doorbell, I would have said, sorry, it's car lights. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like to know the pattern behind it and know that it came from the back, it was inside and it came from the back where there's no windows. Absolutely no windows. You know, to the front. And then 45 minutes later, you guys caught it again going from the front to the back. To me, that's kind of like, Okay, yeah, I can't explain that yeah. because I saw the pattern behind it versus just a still image right. where I would have been like, yeah, that's probably car lights coming through the window. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So. All right. So to kind of play devil's advocate here. <laughs> because <laughs> Literally. Because, <laughs> okay, so my thing is, is the fact that so here's the thing. I obviously, I go into it as a skeptic. I try to disprove things before I finally admit, like, yeah, I can't, I can't disprove that. So I simply just can't explain it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I guess my issue with light anomalies, more so from an evidence perspective than a you know, like you were saying, the whole psychology behind it. Mm -hmm. That is something that I'm like, I can entertain that idea. Right. But I think my issue with light anomalies as evidence, m more so orbs than anything. Okay. Is the fact that they did get popularized. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they did get popularized um, on TV. And so, you know, your TV shows, they'll sit there and they'll claim, they'll be like, oh, yeah, we're going to be, you know, locked in a building for one whole night. Yeah. They're not actually locked in. And the, well, one, no. whole, the one whole night is actually three nights of condent and they're going in and out. So they play a. Yeah. Really? Yep. So they, Are you, you're bursting my bubble. I know. Here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> So, yeah, if you guys just want to keep believing, I guess I should give a disclaimer as I sit here glaring. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's usually filmed within two to three days. So That's dumb. Well, and that's my issue is you got a lot of people that want, you know, they, they're like, oh, you know, investigating so cool. And it is. But people go into it thinking that they're going to have this jam-packed night where, you know, chaos is going to be going and mm -hmm. they're getting all this evidence. And it's like you guys aren't paying attention to the, I mean, it's, it is not uncommon for you to sit there for eight hours and talk to yourself. Like if you want to know the realistic 
idea. I think that's also why like psychologists sit there of, and be like, yeah. no, you're schizophrenic. Of being a paranormal investigator, it is literally sitting in the dark talking to yourself for eight hours. Every great once in a while, you'll get a really active place that is popping off. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Like Waverly pops off. And it's it's but I've also been there too when it's like there's literally nothing going on. You know, you could be there for four hours to get one hour of activity of, you know, unexplained phenomena. Right. But anyway, so I think that's my biggest issue with light anomalies as evidence because it's like, you know, they were popularized off of TV shows Mm -hmm. that get off by saying, yeah, this was all done in one night. This was, you know, 10 hours in lockdown. Mm -hmm. Well, you weren't really in lockdown and this was three nights Versus one. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, my other thing. So most common reported light anomalies, like I said, are mm-hmm. orbs, which are round balls of light. And these TV shows, since they caught them on their cameras and, you know, f- their uh, camcorders and stuff, but they didn't see it with the eye – they claim that it's paranormal activity, like I was talking earlier, because of the pattern. Yeah. Now, I will entertain that. If you catch, like, so sometimes you'll see an orb, and it'll either go away from somebody's, like, mm-hmm. head, or it'll go to somebody's head. Yeah. Well, normally, with the TV shows, you know, that's when they're like, oh, I started feeling this way. I don't like that, because, like, it might be real to you, mm-hmm. but to the viewer, you can't prove – like, I don't know that you were actually feeling that way. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's such a Hollywood experience, you know? Right. It's like, okay, I know that – yeah, like, you say that you were feeling sick or you say that you were feeling angry as that happened, but I don't know that, you right. know? I just hear you or telling me that. something else actually make yeah. you upset. Yeah. And that just – But that's the idea behind it is the orb – kind of acts as a, well, there it is. That's why I was feeling because it was energy that went into me or it was energy that went out of me and our camera caught it. Okay. So that's kind of how like condensed, um, how it got popularized on television is by, by the pattern and the pattern, you know, so the one that I, and not necessarily TV shows, because I'm sorry, I'm not saying that they fake stuff. I don't know. Um, but there's just some things that you can easily fake, you know? Right, absolutely. And so that's why – so, like, you know, you have this light anomaly. If I were in a room and we're recording mm-hmm. and we get this light anomaly that, you know, has a pattern of it starts in the right-hand corner and it goes to the left-hand corner. And in the video, in the left-hand corner, there's a chair. And the chair just knocks over and there's nobody there. I would 100% say that orb did something. Like we caught some sort of anomaly. Jimmy's upset that you're near his chair. (laughs) Yeah, Jimmy is upset that you're in the chair. That was Jimmy trying to form and we caught him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there was an action to go with the light Mm -hmm. anomaly. Now, if I just see a light anomaly that just goes from the right-hand screen to the left-hand screen, this is where I'm like, okay, let me debunk this. So, yeah, but okay, so you can't have, I mean, so, yes, we are going to differ a little bit, because, I mean, okay, don't get me wrong, I understand orbs and stuff like that, which 
to be fair, some of the TV shows now, if you watch them, they are really good about being like, okay, no, it's a dust particle. It's right. A yes. Bug, they are know? getting better. About They're that. getting better about being like, okay, not all orbs are yes. energy particles and stuff like that. However, I do not agree with your reaction theory because like we talked about last episode, this, you need so much energy to be created in this sense. So what happens if they use, yeah, it's like a comet essentially. You, it burns with all that energy, but then it can't do nothing else. (laughs) But yeah, but from the same (laughs) standpoint, it's the, What's the word I'm looking for? The <laughs> Go on, Ren. The chances of that being a light anomaly, like a legit source of energy that went from the right-hand screen to the left-hand s- screen, and it being either a dust particle, a bug, rain, any of that, any outside force that could be that. So, okay, we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Let's backtrack just a minute. So my argument essentially is that the airborne particles cause – the light from an on-camera illumination source, such as the camera flash, yeah, uh, to reflect back towards the image sensor, which then leads to blurry spots, circles, orbs, any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the brighter the orb slash anomaly uh, would mean the closer it is to the lens. Okay. So if it's a far-off light, chances are the the flash bounced off of that right came back to the lens and that's why you're seeing it farther off because it was a dust particle or a bug that was farther off Mm -hmm. you know if it's closer then it was right there you know what i mean so my thing is yes i i don't I don't disagree with you that sometimes it burns off the energy and it has nothing left. Mm -hmm. I totally 100% yes. Not everything is going to have a reaction, you know, Um, but the chances of it being a ball of actual energy that burned off once it got to where it was supposed to be and it being either dust, pollen, a bug, any of that. The chances are, like, I'm sorry, but I, I, 95% I <laughs> of the time it's going to be dust, It's going to be a dust or bug. And or that's, my, that's my issue with orbs, you know, mm-hmm. as evidence. And, and that's the thing. Like, even most video evidence, you know, if, if we catch something and it's like, oh, well, there was an orb right there. I'm like, sorry, but to me, that would be like, that would be like me going to a client and saying, oh, we caught this EVP. It's class C. We have no idea what it's saying. We could have bumped our leg, but here you go. Here you go. You know, whereas like, am I going to take a, you know, a class C EVP or a class A EVP to the client? Right. I'm going to take class A EVP, you know? So when we're talking about capturing, like with cameras or, you know, camcorders, I'm going to take the video image of a full body apparition appearing, you know, in front of us, or like, you know, I'm going to take the video or the picture of a full body apparition peeking out from a corner before I'm going to show them this picture of a ball of light. That's probably a bug going from the right hand (laughs) side of the screen to the left hand side of the screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And especially a lot of these places that we go and investigate and stuff like that, they're so old. They are. And and that's the thing. Like, and I don't think people realize that either is when you go into some of these places, like 
they're not they're not they're not in good shape like you have bugs everywhere you have cobwebs everywhere you have crap all like debris all over the floor Mm -hmm. like i'm talking like paint that was on the walls has now peeled off and is sitting on the floor like it it's corroding and you know and when you get in there and you're walking around with your flashlights and you know you're kicking all that debris up and then you're taking pictures and you're getting like all these specks and light anomalies and it's like well yeah because you're kicking around the whether you mean to or not right it's just it's happening you know and then you've got you know spiders and bugs that are flying around even though if even i mean you're you're walking around in the dark yeah so you can't sit there and say well a bug didn't fly by at that time i didn't see it well you didn't how do you know you didn't see anything right how do you know <laughs> just because it didn't make a buzzy noise or anything like that doesn't mean it didn't come near you right so so yeah so that would be my argument with that okay would be that you know a lot of a lot of teams not saying all of them would but a lot of them would discredit something like an orb or a ribbon or, you know, like a ribbon of light or anything like that, because you just, there's so much with, you know, bugs and debris and dust and pollen and all of that. It's just, so, I mean, there are teams out there that, you know, fully believe in orbs. There's people that believe in orbs and that's fine. I'm not saying like you're wrong for that, but I'm just saying in a more realistic perspective yeah nine times out of ten this is what it is versus right it being an actual ball of light and but like i said but with your example with the ring doorbell that's one i can't explain and i'm not saying that all light anomalies are bugs or Mm -hmm. you know like reflections of light because that is another one like obviously if you're in a heavy traffic traffic area you know you're gonna get outside what we call outside contamination you would have seen yeah like you would have seen yeah 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 and you would see it more because that's on a busy road right it's in a busy road and you would have seen it more than just that one time yeah because how like you would one saw more than the one time and two the area that like where the door entrance actually is was still completely dark Mm mm-hmm so it wasn't something that like, oh, yeah, it had to be a car light yeah. because that would have been the first light that popped up was right there next to the door. Yeah. Now, see, and so that's one that I would be like, OK, you have my attention. <laughs> but like as Winner. far as, yeah, as far as like, you know, just random specs, you know, from pictures that you're taking or even recording, it's just you need to be mindful of your environment there probably is contamination there, you know, like I said, there's debris all over the floor, there's bugs, there's spider webs, there's animals. Yeah, even, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. So even though your eye can't see the pollen, the camera can still, especially in the dark, it like that, 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 that flash is going to reflect on Mm -hmm. anything that's in the air. Yeah, any kind of moisture, it's going to pick it up. Yes. So, so yeah, so that's my kind of like devil's advocate with light anomalies. Like, I don't not believe that light anomalies are a thing. But at the same time, I don't necessarily 95% of them I can disprove. Yeah. Now the example you gave and the example I gave, I simply couldn't disprove it, you know? Yeah. There could be an explanation to it that I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would have to be reaching, but that's one that I, I legit, I'm like, okay, that's one I'll entertain because I don't, I, I can't explain that. 
but but yeah as far as like actually seeing light anomalies like with your you know your own eyes and then your brain kind of wanting it to make sense that's an interesting theory that you know like like kind of like subliminal messaging mm-hmm. how we were talking about and i think it was our first episode how you know you're at a movie theater and your eyes don't see the subliminal message like in between screens that says hey go get popcorn and yeah. a pepsi from the concession stand but your brain caught it you and know you're like, hey, I you're really like want a pepsi and popcorn man i'm kind of hungry so i'm going to go to the concession stand do you want anything like it kind of i could see how your brain would be like in a like quick fast paced like okay the eye is seeing a light and make it make sense and then next thing you know like you're you think that you're seeing you know jimmy sitting on the bed when in reality it was a light you know mm-hmm. what i mean that's interesting yeah it's pretty cool yeah and then the whole your brain does not like to panic <laughs> yeah well and 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 um i'd like to talk about this in another episode but we kind of touched on it the first episode but about kids being more susceptible mm-hmm. to seeing things yeah, I think it's like from age, like obviously when they're born up to, I think they cap, I mean, there's people that, you know, still have, you know, that ability, but most kids would lose that ability about the age of 10, 11. I would probably agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I honestly think that's when our brain starts developing more and is like, kind of like, you know, how kids have imagination. Yeah. And then as you grow older, your imagination diminishes yeah I kind of think you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I kind of see that as a as a uh possible scenario there but yeah no I could go on and on about that I mean there honestly though there are some times when I'm like how many people do you think are labeled schizophrenic that honestly just have a sixth sense yeah you know what I mean yeah it's and and I mean it could go vice versa too how Mm -hmm. many people are labeled you know, that they have a sixth sense when in reality, like, they could potentially have schizophrenia. Right. That's because I've often wondered that, too. Like, and I've even, you know, asked my fiance, like, like, you know, like, here's a here's a weird theory of mine. But what if you're diagnosing people with schizophrenia, you know, because they keep talking about this little girl that they're seeing and they just have a sixth sense and they yeah, can see and these literally things. just someone following you. Yeah. How crazy is that? It's. The psycholo- psychology of everything just basically nobody can perfectly understand your brain. No. And so a lot of the times. So like, you have to fit in a box. Yeah, you have to fit in a box. And if you don't fit in that box, that one, it worries people. It worries society, especially yes. if you don't fit in that box. Another one is, you know, they look at you and they deem you unsafe. Yes. And so, you know, you're either unsafe to the community, you're unsafe to yourself, all this other stuff. And it actually could be, no, Jimmy's actually right here. He's talking to me. I don't, I, I can't prove to you that I know right, he's here. Right. But, and you know, and that's why like you see a lot of times with like, unfortunately with schizophrenic patients and stuff like that, they get on such hard medications that yeah. can actually make the hallucinations worse. worse. Yeah. And so then you're sitting there and you're like, okay, Jimmy is now angry because I'm taking all these prescribed drugs and stuff like that. And I'm trying to help him. Yeah. And so, but I mean, yeah, it's just people want you to fit in that box so badly. And it's like you step one outside the line, 
with one foot. Yeah, and, and they yeah. cut you off, like, immediately. And it's, like, which I understand, you know, like, mental illnesses and stuff like that. You they know? exist, you know. They do, yeah. absolutely. I 100% agree, you know. Not some... not by any means saying everybody that's been diagnosed with schizophrenia. No, 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 no. <laughs> not, not anything like yeah. that or anything like that. These things do happen. And the studies that I were reading, they're like, no, these mental illnesses are real, but there are some things that – you know, the normal people or the people that test higher, they're not actually schizophrenic, but they could just actually, because they fall within that range of like the testing and everything like that, they place them on these medications because they're like, well, technically you're not in that box, but at the same time, you're not in our normal box. So we can't put you there, there. So it's like, okay, you know, you just, you have to fit in this box. Yeah. And unfortunately. And if you don't fit in this box, we're going to do everything we can to make you fit yeah. in this box. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's interesting. But yeah, that's that's one that I've, that's a theory that I've kind of carried around with me. Not a theory, but like an idea that's like, you know, how many of these people honestly have, a, like, are considered mm-hmm. mentally ill? And how many of them have a gift that were then told that they were mentally ill? Right. So. All right. Well, I, that's about all I got. Yeah, it's, that's really all I got. Awesome. So. Yeah. That was interesting. That was interesting for sure. <laughs> Dude, I freaking love psychology. <laughs> all day, every day. All right, guys. Well, if you're not already following us on um, Twitter, we have a Twitter and an Instagram. So on, on Twitter, we are at Spirits Midnight. And then on Instagram, we're Midnight Spirits Podcast. So if you're not already following us, please feel free to follow us. Um, That way you get notifications of when we post our new episodes. Um, Our typical schedule is we record on Saturday and then we upload um, the new new episode every Sunday at 10 a.m. This week kind of got thrown off because I had a uh, wedding reception to attend on Saturday. So and my workload was just yeah, so, iconic this week. So it's still going up on Sunday, but it's just uh, a little later than normal. About <laughs> eight hours later. But <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. And we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Keep it spooky. Keep it spooky. Bye. Bye.